this Pride, everyone's coming through for the Trevor Project on YouTube Shorts. Join us! Create a short showing how you're stepping out for Pride using the hashtag YouTubePrideChallenge. Come through for Pride on YouTube Shorts. Visit YouTube.com backslash Pride. Each of us has a purpose. We are destined to do something meaningful. You earned your graduate degree online while balancing the demands of work and being there for your family, young and old. You're their anchor of strength through good days and bad. This Father's Day, celebrate with the ones you love the most. What did you think a private Christian education looks like? Happy Father's Day from Grand Canyon University. Find your purpose. Visit gcu.edu. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Excellent, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I am your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, Europe, and the rest of the world on the Talk Star Radio streaming audio. And, uh, you know, this show is growing in leaps and bounds, and I'd like to thank you, the members of the Exo Nation, for making it happen. On tonight's show, we'll be speaking with Ken Klein. We're going to be talking about his new uh, video that is out, his new film that is out. It's all about... Uh, the Pillar of Enoch, Lost Legend of the Great Pyramid. And we're also going to be talking to Ken about the other films that he's done. He's a very interesting man, and he's going to be with us for the first two hours. Hour number three on tonight's show, we have a news-breaking story, exclusive breaking to the X-Zone. 
to uh, help bring that story to light. Cal Korf will be joining us on the special edition of Cal's Corner tonight. And our final guest in this uh, show tonight is Patty uh, Pons. And we're going to be talking about how to improve your spirituality, how you can be happy. You know, and I think that's a pretty good idea because in today's society, as we've talked so many times here on the Exxon, we need to have a positive attitude. We need to, you know, make things happen in a positive way. The world is not all doom and gloom. It's what we perceive it and how we perceive it and how we react to the situations within that sometimes get us all behind the eight ball. But Patty's going to be with us, too. Help us turn things around. That's tonight here on the X-Zone. Now, if you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is one 528 8255 Now, that's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one 528 8255 Our email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, you can chat with me here live in our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on MSN Messenger by using TalkStarRadio at Hotmail.com and our website, www.xzoneradio.com. Ken Klein is my uh, first guest tonight, and we're going to be talking about the Pillar of Enoch, Lost Legend of the Great Pyramid. And uh, the Pillar of Enoch is an amazing DVD. The most revealing documentary ever produced about the largest structure on Earth has just openly challenged the archaeological world. Recently returned from Egypt, Ken Klein, author, lecturer, and producer, has released a groundbreaking expose of the Great Pyramid that successfully confronts and debunks the antiquated concepts of Egyptology. Attracting millions of tourists yearly as an oracle for spirituality, the curious, the Great Pyramid of Giza has long been hidden under a false shroud of mystery. As history's best-kept secret, the true facts about who built this gigantic edifice, have actually been locked down under high security. Using tactics like a modern-day Indiana Jones, Ken leaves little doubt that the accepted concept of a primitive Egyptian culture with no tools, technology, mathematics, or available material as the builders is a glaring impossibility. When I return from this two-minute break, Ken Klein joins me. We're going to be talking about the Pillar of Enoch, Lost Legend of the Great Pyramid, as the X-Zone commences for this Tuesday, January the 15th in the year 2008. My name's Rob McConnell, and you're listening to us live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. My producer tonight at Master Control is my good buddy, Superman. And as always, Superman, great working with you. Ken Klein. We're going to be talking about the Pillar of Enoch, the lost legend of the Great Pyramid. We're back to you in two minutes as the Exxon continues live from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, exclusively right here on the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away.
Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. Our special guest at this uh, first part of our show tonight is Ken Klein. We're talking about the Pillar of Enoch, lost legend of the Great Pyramid. The exact numbers of stones was originally estimated at 2,300,000 stone blocks weighing from 2 to, three t- uh, two to 30 tons each, with some weighing as, many as, as much as 70 tons. Computer calculations indicate 590,712 stone blocks were used in its construction. It uh, covers an area of 13.6 acres, with each side greater than five acres in area. There were there are supposedly 144,000 casing stones, all highly polished to a flat, to an accuracy of one one hundredth of an inch, about 100 inches thick, and weighing about 15 tons each, with nearly perfect right angles for all six sides. Computer calculations indicated. 40,745 casing stones were used, averaging 40 tons each before the face angle was cut. Now, we can go on and on and talk about the statistics of the Great Pyramid. It is one of the most talked about mysteries on this planet. But, you know, I've never been there. I have not been there. I would love to go there one day. But we're going to be speaking to someone today here on the Exxon, who has done an amazing DVD, who's been there, and has uncovered the secret of the Great Pyramid. Joining me now is Ken Klein. And uh, Ken, welcome to the Exxon. Thanks very much for joining us tonight. I appreciate the opportunity. Rob, thanks for having me on tonight. Ken, um, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to the to the film that you've done on the uh, Great Pyramid. Well, actually, we're doing this just to be accurate we're actually doing a three-part uh miniseries mm-hmm. on it and uh, we finished the first two we're currently working on the post-production of the third so the third one will be finished but the first one's been out now for about a year and what got me involved in this was and i have to go back to my early days when i was a young man preparing to play i played in the professional as a professional football mm-hmm. player back in the 60s, and it was on my second uh, uh, shot, I, I guess you could say, uh, uh, with the Houston Oilers, uh, where the night before I left, I had this really strange dream, and in the dream, uh, I saw this older woman about maybe 50 years old now, given I'm 22, and, and she had this platinum hair, and she had this look on her face. While I'm look, seeing this in this dream, it's really like crystal clear, and and she said to me with this concerned look on her face, you, you, you've been in the hospital for 10 days. And then the dream kind of faded away, and I woke up the next morning, and I was just mystified at the meaning of it because uh, I had no idea what, what, what that was all about. So four months later, I wake up in a hospital. I had been hurt uh, in, a, in a game with the New Orleans Saints, and I had uh, wiped out my shoulder, and it was pretty serious, and I, and I had to have uh, the... the uh, the muscles restrung in my right shoulder, and it was the end of my football career. And, okay. and, and, the, and the, the, the woman, there was a woman in the room that was kind of like a surrogate mom mm-hmm. that I had met uh, three months, four months previous in Las Vegas, and uh, she was kind of looking after me. And it was just like so remarkably strange that it kind of set me off on a spiritual quest because I, I had, I thought, tuned in or somehow contacted another dimension where I had this precognitive 
dream that became an experience of reality, and, and so that made me begin to think about another dimension beyond just the physical material world. And I'm sure just about every person, you know, that is hearing my voice talk about this kind of uh, occurrence has had something like that. And, and it's because, uh, you know, we're all actually, you know, spiritual creatures, and we don't, we, most of us have no clue that we are. And so, uh, you know, there's an, there is another dimension. Well, years go by, and I've right. had a tremendous background in, in uh, Old Testament studies and the prophets and, and, uh, and, uh, and even the New Testament. I've had a, a pretty vivid background in that. And, and so uh, about four years ago, uh, I, I was uh, working with a fellow that wanted me to do a documentary on his experiences with angels. He's actually had experience with angels. And uh, his experiences and his uh, uh, um, things that he told me about and the, and the film I created for him, along with a book that a friend wrote concerning the Great Pyramid, made me begin to uh, wonder if we really knew everything about the Great Pyramid. And so I began to investigate and look into this remarkable building, the most remarkable building ever made on the planet to this day. And as I studied, I began to see that there were things about it that were just too, uh, too amazingly impossible for humans to have been able to, to construct. I know we'll get into some of those details in a minute, but sure. as I got into that and I connected this with what I'd been hearing about angels, it became clear to me that there was a time uh, before uh, the Pharaonic Age, which, which means the, the Pharaoh's dynasties, the Age of the Gods, which is referred to uh, when uh, something happened in this time of Osiris that was consistent with the Old Testament in the book of Genesis, where there was this person named Enoch, who, who was a uh, uh, seventh generation from Adam, who was written about by Josephus, a famous Jewish historian that wrote the, the, the history of the Jews around the time of Christ, that seemed to indicate that this person, Enoch, uh, was a man of such high intelligence and of such a degree of insight into the mysteries of the stars and mathematics and, and weights and measurements and calendars that he seemed most likely the person who is explained in the Bible who, who actually uh, dwelt with, it says, God. He walked with God. But the word there for God is an interesting word. It's the word Elohim, and that's a plural word for the the name Eloah, which is only mentioned one time in the Old Testament, so it's better rendered and explained later in the New Old Testament as God, small g, that Enoch walked with gods or angels. And so the connection between his life and these uh, messengers, angels simply means messengers, these, uh, just call them like, you know, space travelers, uh, he, he received instructions on how to build this edifice, and it was, according to Josephus, who I just mentioned, uh, was built to be a uh, repository of knowledge and information that would endure a great uh, oceanic flood. And, I, and obviously it was a Noah, Noahic flood that happened probably around 2500 B.C. So mm -hmm. this guy, uh, Enoch, then, it says, uh, he, he was taken off the earth. He never died. He, he was just taken. And uh, there's other evidences in the Old Testament where it talks about angel messengers flying in ships. In, in First Chronicles twenty-eight eighteen, they're, they're called the chariots of the cherubim. So, this man Enoch was given 
uh, in our view, the knowledge of how to build the Great Pyramid, and then when he was completed with that project, he was taken off the earth. He never died. He was taken in a ship. And it's it's unbelievable. It's it's the most remarkable thing I think I've ever looked into in my life, and I'm now 62. And, and so the, the Great Pyramid, from our viewpoint, not the other pyramids, but the Great Pyramid, mm-hmm. is too remarkably constructed to have been built by human intelligence. The other ones, yes, but not the Great Pyramid. And it, it, was, it was set up as a monument, or, or the, the modern renderings of the uh, Old Testament say a pillar, but actually the word pillar in the, in the Hebrew language is better rendered monument, uh, that it would be a testimony unto the Lord of hosts, or the Lord of angels, and it would exist as a sign and, and a repository, as I said, for knowledge and information. And it has endured now until our time and uh, probably will exist f- throughout all time. So that's our premise, that the Egyptian history is wrong. They don't have it right, and we can prove it. And uh, these films uh, are, I lay it out in such a way that it's a pretty strong case that we make. Now, Ken, has the truth been suppressed on purpose, and if so, why? You know, um, I think uh, in a way it has been suppressed on purpose, but I don't think uh, originally it was. It's just mm-hmm. be- it's just because now that the Egyptian history is so long, and that the revisions <laughs> would be so extensive that uh, it now I think is kept. That what we're trying to say is kept from the public because it, it could affect the economy of Egypt, and it could, uh, you know, totally have to revise all of these history books. Can you imagine all of the books that have ever been written about it? But what's uh, more important, the reprinting of books or getting the truth out there? Well, obviously the truth is, but, mm-hmm. you know, in this world in which we live, it's the love of money that rules, and so uh, people aren't going to be... Uh, you know, at higher places of authority, like the Department of uh, Egyptian Antiquities, isn't going to be really open to having their history uh, challenged. Uh, they're they're going to do everything they can to try to not let it be, uh, you know, known. And that's why when we do our work in Egypt, we we have to go in as a tourist. We can't we can't even get licenses. They're too expensive, and then you're too controlled. And then if you have to, uh, then you have to submit your script. To the Department of Antiquities, and if they don't like what your script's all about, then they're not, you're not going to get produced. So we have to kind of <laughs> go in a way that is uh, unorthodox and and film what we have to film, and, and that's why uh, you know this film is coming out the way it is, and, it, and why it, it really is a shocking uh, uh, exposition of, of what this uh, building is all about, and it affects the truth of it affects every person on the earth. I mean, it's, it's that important. And so, you know, we, we took a lot of risks to get this done so that we could bring it to the world. Can uh, we have to take a commercial break here with the news. What I'd like to do when we come back, if it's all right with you, I'd like to hear about the risks and how you actually got this amazing footage. Okay. And how you put your, you know, you basically put yourself and your crew at risk. But you know what? It has to be done, and I'm glad you did it. Ken Klein is our special guest, www.enochspillar.com, E-N-O-C-H-S-P-I-L-L-A-R.com. Ken and I will return on the other side of this news break as we continue live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Radio and Exxon TV, and on shortwave. Still to come on tonight's show, we have Cal Korf joining us in hour number three with a Exxon exclusive 
It's a news-breaking story that you're going to be hearing first around the world here on the X-Zone. And then we have pa- uh, Patty uh, Panaz joining us to talk about spirituality right here on the X-Zone on Talks. Hey. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Monza, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the XM. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Necessary void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400 horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Normal radio show, The X Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. She would never say where she came from Yesterday don't matter if it's gone While the sun is bright Or in the darkest night No one knows She comes and goes Welcome back, everyone. Ken Klein is our special guest, and uh, Ken's uh, website is www.kenkleintv.com, and we're talking about uh, Ken's uh, new video series that is up. We're talking about specifically this hour, The Pillar of Enoch, The Lost Legend of the Great Pyramid. Now, Ken, before we went to the uh, commercial break at the bottom of the hour, you were telling us that you you basically had to... um, Conceal the fact that you were actually making a documentary because the of the political uh, ramifications, I guess we could say, uh, because you guys wanted to do something that you believed the Egyptian government would not go along with. Now, can you tell us how you went about this and what risk were you at? Well, uh, 
Yeah, the Egyptian government wouldn't go for what we were doing, that's for sure, because it, it threatens their economy. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really does, but they we would, it would be perceived that way. I think more people that find out the truth about it would want to go to Egypt. Yeah. I mean, I've had so many people say, when you go, take me, you know, and, and I think it would do the opposite of what they would fear. Nonetheless, uh, their integrity is at stake, and uh, what they're purporting to be true, it would be seen as false and uh so, you know, they have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, saving face at risk, you know, pride. But uh, anyway, I think if it was, the truth was known about it, I think it would just drive uh, millions more people to uh, the, to Cairo and want to see this because it really is an oracle, and, and, and yet it hasn't been understood. Well, in order to get in there to do what we did, here, here's the risk. Uh, you risk being thrown in prison. You risk having all of your equipment confiscated and ten thousand dollar fine. That that's what you're facing. Uh, should you be, you know, caught in what we were doing. So, in order to do that, I had to go without a lot of crew. I, I didn't want to have, uh, you know, arouse any uh, suspicion. suspicion. You can't go mm-hmm. like a regular, you know, movie making crew. You have to go pretty pretty uh, light, and and we did. I would only take a cameraman who had. The capacity to know how to run sound equipment, and he had to be kind of like a, you know, a guy that could do it all. And, and I only would take one person. And uh, what we would do is, our, we we shot in a digital video format, and we disguised our cameras so they looked like commercial cameras, so it looked like we were tourists. Then, <laughs> when it came to uh, having to take uh, pictures uh, of the inside of the pyramid, you're not allowed to take pictures in there. We had to smuggle in spy cameras and then light it inside with, uh, you know, whatever we could so that we can get the internal pictures uh, filmed because there's, there's so much of the inside that has so much mystery to it that uh, we, we just simply had to have those images. And we, we did that two times. And in order to be able to do that, you have to defeat the security, which has two checkpoints. Uh, and we, we figured out how to do that. And I'm not going to say it on the air because I course. probably have to go back and do another one. But anyway... Uh, we, we defeated their checkpoints and were able to go inside. One of the things we had to do was we would have to uh, practice assembling our equipment in the dark in our hotel room. It took a while to practice getting it down to where we could reassemble it within minutes and then redress inside, inside the, uh, the, build, the, the Great Pyramid so that we could film. So we had to, we had to do it. It was kind of, kind of uh, exciting and scary and, and uh, fun at the same time, but uh, we, we certainly got a lot of stuff accomplished uh, in the two trips we made where we had to film inside. But that, that's uh, how we went about filming the inside. And then other places where we had to film, we, uh, we, just were, we were just fortunate, uh, by, and we, the guards would just miss us. And uh, there was one place on the last trip uh, where we went to a place called Hermopolis, which is about 400, 300 kilometers south of Cairo, which is a very, a very amazing place. Hermopolis was named after Hermes, which was the Greek messenger god. And again, messenger is the name that angel means. And anyway, Hermes was the Grecian name for uh, the god of Toth, the god called Toth, who was the god uh, that is kind of like one of the major gods of Egypt. And in this place of Hermopolis, they have these catacombs that where they have these uh, thousands and thousands of baboons mummified along with ibis birds and we went and, and I don't want to get into all that because that's the next film but 
but uh, the point of it is is that uh, when we went into the film, th- there were two guys with machine guns that wouldn't let us film. I and mean, we just, it, and you go, why, why in this place would you have armed guards and not mm-hmm. let anybody film? And they said, well, because Dr. Hawass won't allow filming. So, you know, we didn't want to push the envelope on that one. I guess not. They had, they accompanied us with two guys with machine guns, and we didn't. We didn't feel the picture was worth being shot for, but it's an amazing story that comes out in the third uh, down payment of my trilogy. But just to give you an idea that that's the kind of stuff that you know you have to deal with, uh, and it's you know it's there's a culture stuff and knowing how to navigate there. And I've been there so many times. I love the Egyptian people; they're great folks. And uh, I used to want to talk religion with them. That, that's a big mistake. But anyway, you know, we know how to get around over there and do what we have to do. And it's, I'm very comfortable when I go. I know how to, I know the hot spots and what they're guarding, what they're not guarding. And mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm kind of like a veteran when it comes to filming in Egypt now. Now, Ken, um, what do you think about the latest move by the Egyptian government to want to put a copyright on the pyramid? Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, they want to kind of tax places like the Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas, and, and they're trying to crack down, you know, and, and make more money because, you know, the Great Pyramid is, is the big thing in Egypt. I mean, they, they live off the tourists, especially American tourists, uh, because they know we have all the money, or they think we do, and they're constantly, everybody is wanting a tip for this or that, you know, they want a tip for looking at you, you know, so... So they're trying to maximize what they can get out of us uh, for the, you know, the stuff that we, uh, you know, film over there or or construct in the name of, you know, uh, Egyptian uh, memorabilia here in the United States or anywhere. So they're just trying to get more money, and it's because uh, this is the big money maker over there. And of course, the History Channel and some of these other channels, like the Discovery Channel, which uh, may or may not, uh, we haven't really made deals yet with those. Uh, uh, you know, distributors of, of film, uh, they they kind of like you know pander to the whole traditional Egyptian uh, viewpoint, but they you know do a great marketing job to bring people to to Egypt. So, you know, the Great Pyramid. If 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 there wasn't a Great Pyramid, there would be no Egypt. So this is the way they make their money, and you know the poor people. I mean, I I uh, I don't feel guilty about what I'm doing because the world needs to know the truth. But you know, I love the Egyptian people. They they have a hard life, mm-hmm. and uh, so this is this is what they feel they have to do to get more money, more mileage out of the Great Pyramid. I don't think they're going to be able to enforce that. I don't think they'll be able to do it. It's just uh, you know another attempt to try to, to commercialize. Yeah, I went, you know, went to the Valley of the Kings, Rob, and they they must have oh I don't know. 30 tombs there, and if you're not smart and you go in there, you don't realize that you're only allowed to see three. You buy a ticket, and you think you're going to see all of them, but they only let you see three. Then you've got to go out and buy another ticket for 50 bucks, whatever it is, 30 to $50. It's like, this is this is not very smart to make people come all the way half around, uh, halfway around the world to see three tombs for $50. I mean, it's silly. So they have some real issues in knowing how to market what they have, but I honestly feel that if, if they would uh, get behind what I'm saying... The whole world would want to go to Cairo right. to see this because it affects every person pers- uh, spiritually on the whole planet. What is the what is the connection, Ken, between the um, the history, the real history, the history that you discovered of the ancient Egyptians and uh, Christianity? Well, you know, a lot of people, the Christians, erroneously think that uh, the Egyptian uh, history is all paganism. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it, it wasn't. It was monotheistic. It was monotheistic, and then it went pagan, and then uh, Akhenaten mm-hmm. tried to return it to monotheism, and he succeeded for about two, dec- two decades, and then it reverted back to his polytheistic, paganistic, uh, you know, uh, essence. But uh, originally, at, in the ancient ages uh, uh, before the pharaohs, uh, Egypt was monotheistic, and they had a very interesting view of justice and a belief in, in God. Uh, they didn't call him the name we call him, Jehovah, then, because Jehovah, the name Jehovah wasn't introduced until the time of Moses, which was about 1300 B.C. So before, before uh, Moses, going back, and even when it comes to the Ouija eye, which is the all-seeing eye, which has been now you know, kind of turned into the evil all-seeing eye by, by people that, you know, uh, try to uh, shed a, a kind of a dark light on masonry, which they took, they took that all-seeing eye as their symbol, and it's on the back of our dollar bill. The all-seeing eye was actually a good symbol that reflected the fact that God is seeing everything you're doing. You better live your life right, because there's a judgment. Mm-hmm. And wherever you go in Cairo, uh, to any of the uh, papyrus shops, the most famous papyrus in all of the shops would be the Last Judgment. So they believed in a, 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 a payday when your life would be, you know, rewarded for how you lived. In fact, uh, the Last Judgment is this scale uh, with Toth, by the way, uh, presiding over the this scale where this uh, they put a feather in, on one side of the scale and the heart of a human on the other. And, the, and if the heart outweighed the, the feather... Well, then you didn't get to pass go through Osiris. If the if the feather outweighed the heart, then that meant you were a good person. And Toth is doing the recording because he was looked at as a righteous man. So was Enoch. So Toth was actually Enoch, but in uh, Egyptian mythology, you know, he becomes uh, you know deified. But actually, uh, we find we find this uh, Enoch in in uh, in the Egyptian uh, mythological tradition. You have to break it down to see it, but it's there. So, you know, uh, uh, Enoch was a righteous man. I mean, he, he was a, a godly man, and, and you read the epitaphs of, of, uh, of, of Toth, and there's just so many of them that, uh, like, he was the inventor of the Egyptian calendar, and, and it was basically a lunar calendar. And the way they discovered, you know, how, how that worked was that in the Great Pyramid, it, before it was built, and it was halfway built, by the way, in this films, in our films, we... we uh, uh, deconstruct, you know, or reverse engineer the Great Pyramid and cut it in half and through computer graphics, and we show how this was done. And uh, the Grand Gallery was actually an observatory where they would watch the movements of the moon across the ceiling, and it would move from, like, uh, south to north or north to south, and they would see that in the course of that slotted area, which was not filled in by the ceiling because they left it open, that there were actually 12 lunar cycles. So they figured out there was 360 days plus five. And, and uh, that, that became the first calendar. The lunar calendar was invented by Enoch Toth. In both of their books, in both of their legends, they claim to be the inventor of the calendar. So they're one and the same person. So, you know, it's, it's so amazing, you know, uh, what we're finding about the Great Pyramid. These are just the mathematical, you know, constructs that we're discovering. But there's so much more to it that uh, as you get into it, you're just absolutely floored by who was the builder of it? How could they have done this? It certainly couldn't have been Cheops or Khufu, which the uh, you know the Egyptian historical tradition alleges. Just there's just no way a human could have known everything that would have had to have been known to build the Great Pyramid. So, what is the Great Pyramid? 
Well, uh, the Great Pyramid uh, was prophesied in two places in the Old Testament. In the book of Isaiah, the 19th chapter, it is said by Isaiah, I will build a, a pillar or a monument in the land of Syriad. Now, Syriad was a king uh, who lived in the area of Cairo. I will build a monument in the land of Syriad, and it will be uh, a sign uh, unto the Lord of hosts, and it will be in the midst and at the borders thereof. Okay, so you go, well, wait a minute. How could something be built in the middle in the midst and at the borders at the same time. Well, then you realize, well, at one time, Egypt was divided into a, uh, upper Egypt and a lower Egypt. Egypt. And the place where uh, the border was, was in Giza. In fact, Giza means border. And the, the line that separate, separated the north from the south and the south from the north, upper from lower, well, it goes right through the top of the Great Pyramid. So the Great Pyramid perfectly is uh, defined by the book of Isaiah, 19th chapter. And then in Jeremiah, it says, I will show signs in the land of, of Syria or land of Egypt. It's Mizraim in the Hebrew. And uh, certainly uh, the reason for that is because uh, the world would undergo a, a deluge called the Noahic Flood, and the, the pyramid would survive it and it would be a repository for, for uh, universal knowledge and spiritual uh, insights that uh, the world has not yet even begun to, uh, you know, plumb the depths of. So that, that's what it is. It's a monument containing information and uh, testified by ancient Jewish prophets. And now as we, you know, uh, de- re- reverse engineer it, we're discovering all these things that are coming to light. And as you, as you see these things you begin to realize that it couldn't have been built by mere humans. They just, they just didn't have the intelligence and the knowledge to do something like this. Ken, please stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. Ken Klein is our special guest. www.kenkleintv.com. That's K-E-N-K-L-E-I-N-T-V.com. And uh, Ken and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues live and around the world. Even in Stephenville, Texas, where they have that UFO sighting right here on the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away. Klein is my special guest, www.kenkleintv.com. We're talking about his uh, newest video. It's entitled The Pillar of Enoch, Lost Legend of the Great Pyramid. Ken, what was it like standing in the, uh, in the inner depths of the Great Pyramid? Well, you know, I'm glad you asked that question because at kenkleintv.com, we actually have constructed for free, you can just come to my website, uh, and you can click on the, the, the opening screen you come to, you can click on 
a virtual tour, and I'll take you inside the Great Pyramid, and we take you all the way to the bottom and all the way out, and we just explain everywhere we're going. You can't be there, you know, uh, exactly the way I was, but at least I can take you through all of the passageways and the chambers and explain them to you, and that's what we do in this virtual tour. It's free. Come to my website. We have uh, also a lot of lot of free stuff. We have blogs and downloads, and we have a lot of essays, and we have all of the trailers of our films are on the website as well if you want to look at our, our products too. But I'd like to just invite everybody to come and take a, have a fun time tra- tra- tripping through the Great Pyramid because it's really something. KenKleinTV.com. And if I might say, Rob, my last name is spelled K-L-E-I-N, not K-L-I-N. So K-E-N-K-L-E-I-N-TV.com, and you can take the tour. Did I say I-N? No, I, no, I just my name. You know, it's it's so small. It's only five letters, but people make so many mistakes. <laughs> you know, you know, it's easy to make a mistake. It happens all the time, and I and I can't say I'm used to it, but it, it happens a lot. So that's why I try to emphasize it. All right, uh, well done. So, but what was it like for you standing in the Great Pyramid, standing well, you know, in the I, middle I, of history? The first guy I took, I said, I got to get inside there. And she goes, Why? Why do you want to go in there? There's nothing to see. Yeah. And I said to her, I said, you don't understand. The rocks talk to me when I go in there. And and they tell a story if you know what to look for. And uh, for me, it, it's like, uh, you know, uh, seeing all these things that I've studied and, and looking at it all and, and being able to visualize exactly how this thing had to be built and how it was actually sealed is another amazing story. It only could be It only could have been sealed one way. By the way, Hermes... Which was the Greek and Greek name for uh, Toth is where we get uh, hermetically sealed from. You've heard that term before. Yes. And and the word hermeneutics is the which contains the word Hermes or messages is the uh, Christian uh, um, process whereby you you know extract doctrines from the Bible. So we have Hermes hermetically sealed, and 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 this Hermes was Toth, who was also known as the Moon God, and the Moon God is visible on just about every mosque you see throughout Cairo and around the world. You see the, 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 the crescent moon over the mosque, and, and it's because Islam actually goes way back to the time of the ancient Egyptians when Toth was this amazing guy that uh, was a righteous guy that uh, was responsible for building the Great Pyramid. So even though the Muslims don't understand why they have the moon there, it's because Toth was the moon god, or Enoch was worshipped as the moon god, he certainly wasn't, you know, a pagan god. He was a man who was a very righteous man. And, of course, you know, because of his way of life, he set the tone for the Egyptians. And when he was taken in a ship, you can imagine what that must have been like to the people that saw that forever after they witnessed his departure in a ship. Uh, you know, they all they could think about was the next life. And, and that would happen today if you saw me get on a ship tomorrow. And who knows? Most likely the ship that people are talking about was over Texas was was a mothership, and there's many kinds of ships. All right, let's talk more about UFOs and Egyptology when we come back on the other side of the news at the top of the hour with Ken Klein, K-E-N-K-L-E-I-N-T-V.com. We'll be back. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.